Hey mama, Shaz here. I'm a millennial mama to a toddler, a makeup artist, plant mom, and oh, editor at Sassy Mama. Join me as I chat with other cool mamas and dads to get the scoop on family life and of course, top tips for getting your babies to sleep through the night and how to help your tweens go completely device-free. <laughs> Just kidding, but we'll try our best. Welcome to the Sassy Mama Unfiltered Podcast. So social media, first we had MySpace, Friendster, Tagged, and now, whether you like it or not, almost everyone is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or the latest one is TikTok. So how has social media helped us as moms? Or has it made mom life even tougher? And even scarier is how the heck are we supposed to make it safe for our kids? So today we've got Sabina Munshi, social media guru and entrepreneur extraordinaire. She's the founder of Bare Skin, a wonderful skincare brand based here in Singapore, who's also a mom of three. She's got her eldest who's 15 uh, and two other younger kids. Her eldest is actually on TikTok and Sabina is a mama who's supporting her and not stopping her. So without further ado, Hi, Sabina. Hi, Shaz. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks for joining us. I think I'd just like to say that you have a bit of history with Sassy Mama. You used to do our Instagram uh, account. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got that going. It flourished. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> it was one of my best teams that I worked with. So Yay. Yeah. You. I mean, it's different when it's a group of moms, uh -huh. right? And, you know, we're such a supportive um, The energy was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I hear you've also been the, you know, the social media guru behind quite a number of local businesses, um, uh -huh. Singapore Coffee, mm -hmm. to name a few, and yeah. who else? There are a couple of hospitality companies, mm. uh, jewellery brands, lifestyle brands. Nice. So it's, it's been a fun journey. Social media is my thing. Right. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, so this is perfect for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I saw that your daughter is on TikTok and uh -huh. you were like, you know, happily posting about it on your own Instagram, that was uh -huh. so refreshing to see. <laughs> also because you're one of the few moms of teens that I know. Mm -hmm. So tell us about how old your kids are. Thank you. So um, I have three kids, 15, 13, and 8. So I feel like I have one of each category. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's been quite a ride. And I had them pretty young. I had all three of them before 30. Wow. So I feel like I'm growing up with them. Right. You're a very cool, hip mom who's like, you know, all in the know. Not to my kids, but <laughs> yeah. I guess before we talk about social media impacting our kids, mm -hmm. I, we should start about how we are, we are um, being impacted by social media ourselves. Of course. Right? Like for me, I was on, I started um, my own Facebook account at 15 mm -hmm. and it was a very like formal, you know, fear of missing out kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, all my other friends were on Facebook. They were like, why are you not on Facebook yet? And that was, that was the in thing. It was even before yeah. Instagram existed. So I started Facebook and it was just, you know, it started very organic. Organically, it was a way to just mm -hmm. like um, be in touch with all my classmates. Mm -hmm. We were only in secondary school at the time. Um, parents were not on Facebook yet, uh -huh. so it was still fun. <laughs> Before all the aunties jumped on. Yes, exactly. The aunties and uncles and all the, you know, the WhatsApp yeah. 
chats and all that that uh-huh. came on Facebook as well. So uh, how how about you? How did you start um, on on social media? So it was interesting because um, when I was in the US, um, Facebook was only for US universities. Oh. Uh, you had to have a, um, an email address with a dot edu, oh, wow. and only then you could uh, get a Facebook account. So it was when I was in university at 18, and all the cool parties were posted on Facebook, and oh, that created a lot of FOMO. And everyone, you know, said we want to be a part of this, and we want to know where the parties are. And all the, these were university parties, um, and that's how I got onto Facebook. And that time it was very regulated. You had to be a US resident. Mm. Ha- you had to have a dot edu email account. Which year was this? <laughs> <laughs> this was 2000, I think. On yeah, two, really? year 2000. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! So it started as early as that. Yeah. Wow. I was 18 then. Look at me, so uninformed. I I, I was on Facebook uh, at 15, and that was when I was. 2009 mm-hmm. 2009 mm-hmm. yeah so it, it, by the time i got on it probably was quite established already yes by yeah. then it had like reached global domination and you didn't even right. need .edu and True. there were no rules and regulations around it right. so yeah. yeah yeah oh my gosh so mm-hmm. and you held on to that same facebook account all the way yes. until now <laughs> gosh it's crazy right sometimes yeah. they, they they remind you of the anniversaries of like how many <laughs> how many years you've been on social <laughs> i literally get like 11 years ago 12 years yes, ago exactly. and it's actually nice the memories mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. guess when they're good memories mm-hmm. yeah they yes <laughs> exactly so after facebook i guess instagram was the yes. next big thing right mm-hmm. and personally for me i i was excited by it like everybody was on instagram we were posting you know photos and that, that was the time where we were posting photos of our coffee exactly people <laughs> Yes. the super like sepia filters uh-huh. and all and then I was in polytechnic by that time so I was already in fashion school mm-hmm. and that was where I was posting all my OOTDs yep. all my outfit great photos timing. A great timing yeah. it was like really like the prime period uh-huh. right and okay. everyone was a photographer then yes yeah <laughs> everybody was taking like macro shots exactly <laughs> yeah. blurred backgrounds mm-hmm. it has changed so much right yes. now I feel like we didn't know what influencers were mm-hmm. back then and then now it's like taking over our exactly. feet and all that so what how do you feel about your personal relationship with social media like are mm-hmm. you addicted to it um how how do you navigate like you know screen mm-hmm. time personally for yourself mm-hmm. um being in the space with my business as well i feel like i have an insight to a lot of things that others don't and one big thing that i learned once i started working in social media is privacy. Mm. Um it's huge. There's nothing that belongs to you anymore. Yeah. So uh, you have to be very very careful and even when you go for your interviews and stuff the first thing they do is look you up on social Definitely, media. Yeah. So I feel like that the the, foot, the digital footprint you leave behind speaks volumes and for years to come. Yeah, yeah. Um you you might have a fun night and post something in that moment mm-hmm. but then that'll come to bite you later. True. So I've become a lot more aware of what I post. Mm-hmm. Um and also the social media platforms themselves are trying to regulate a lot. So if you see Instagram became very aesthetic obsessed. Yes, yes. Like they were obsessed with the perfect picture and the perfect aesthetic and the filters like you said. Um and that's when Instagram uh, stories came up. That's when Instagram live came up because they wanted to get back to the real the more candid, tactile, exactly, yeah, like which they go. which we were missing out on, yeah, right? Yeah, everything true. was styled, everything was perfect. Yeah. Um so keeping it real has been something really big for me. So one was privacy, so my personal Instagram is private, my personal Facebook is private. Of course the 
business accounts that I have are not. Mm-hmm. And there, I very re- extremely rarely post about family and kids and stuff. Mm. It's very business product driven. Um, and my personal accounts are super private. Oh. So, um, but still, I'm very mindful. Like I said, we don't own any of these, you know, data that we put out there. Right. Um, but privacy is big for me. And then also keeping it real. Those are the two things I try strive for. I may not get it right some days, but those are the two things that are really important to me. Yeah. It's amazing how you do that, but you still, you know, manage to keep so much of your personal life yes. still private. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think uh, we should all strive for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a, a, a love-hate relationship with the whole thing mm-hmm. also. It, I have like a decent following on, on Instagram. So I'm always super like subconscious mm-hmm. of what I post. Of course. So I definitely post a lot of my own like style posts, fake makeup posts. But like when it comes to family stuff, I keep a lot of it on close friends. Uh-huh. Yes. And also just... Um, and just the fact that Instagram has that option is yeah. so amazing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's great. But at the same time, I mean like you still have to be careful with that though. You never know who's screenshotting, <laughs> screenshotting. and sending it on. Yes. So you, I mean, even though you are posting on close friends, I guess just be mindful of, of like what exactly you are Very revealing. True. Just being aware itself completely yeah. changes the dynamic. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like for for my close friends list, I literally only post um a lot of my uh, personal family stuff mm-hmm. and like, photos of my daughter, videos of my daughter. Yeah, fair so enough. it's more mostly just to you know keep our exactly. friends and family updated. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to tell all my four thousand followers like what my daughter is doing. You of know, course, yeah. and at the same time, I still want to respect her privacy mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. The concept of this came up when I was before I even had kids. I saw so I followed this. Um, uh, UK influencer Dina Tokyo mm-hmm. she is a style influencer and she's got two kids mm-hmm. but right from the get go it was very obvious that she wanted to keep her kids out of the limelight she's a huge like modest uh, influencer in the UK now and she's got like I think over like 1 million 2 million wow. followers yeah so I guess for her that that was very important for her to to keep her kids identities uh, secret so at that time before even having kids I was like oh that's cool like mm-hmm. you know when I have kids I don't want to show them off and stuff uh-huh. but then after a while I, I realised the importance of that you know first of all you've got all kinds of creeps mm-hmm. <laughs> on social media. Yeah. You never know who you are showing your photos mm-hmm. to, especially if it's your kids and of stuff course. like that. I mean, no shade to anybody who does, you yeah. know, openly post about mm-hmm. your kids and stuff. I guess it's just, it's your prerogative and that's yeah. what you want to do. But personally for me, I still want to give her, give my daughter that choice of, of whether course. she wants to be on social media or not. And I don't want it to like, you know, come back and bite her like 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. She's in school and exactly. her friends are like, oh, I saw your baby photo <laughs> from, you know, how many years ago? Exactly. You know? Because I also remember this um, small like docu-series on YouTube if you remember mm-hmm. like about um, teens speaking out about how they were posted on social media against their will like exactly. by their parents mm-hmm. and then they really wish that they had a, a better um, a better control of, of, of whether they appeared on social media mm-hmm. or not yeah so how, how has it been for you like I know so you don't post your kids um, much on your own personal Instagram mm-hmm. but you give them control on whether they have their own yes. uh, accounts mm-hmm. yeah so again um, we did a couple of we tried many different things because we have all of these eight different age categories right so we tried to the restrictive method where we say okay you you cannot post selfies, can't do this, Mm. can't do that. Um, But the more you restrict them, the more resentful they get. And the fact that social media isn't going anywhere. So 
to teach them and equip them how to use it in a very mindful, responsible way is the goal. It's probably more sustainable yes. than just like, don't, don't exactly. post. Make sure mm-hmm. you don't post. Because <laughs> you know, like, if, yeah. if it's something that's very transient and you think it's not going to be around in a few years, mm. yes, that, that system works. Yeah. Um, but no, this is going to get bigger and bigger yeah, and you true. have to equip them on how to take charge and how to take control. Right. Um, yes, there are good days and bad days. Uh, my 15-year-old has, you know, very good days and very bad days. And some days there, there's anxiety there is you know am I good enough all Mm. of that so having that open communication channel and when I have struggle days I'm very open about it as well I think that has what has pivoted our relationship because um as a parent, it's very tempting to to put up a front that I've got my shit together. Yeah. But the moment you become vulnerable and tell your child that, look, you know, even today I had a bad day and I saw this on my feed and it really made me feel like crap. And how do you deal with it when you have such bad days? Mm. I feel like that kind of conversation has to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's when they will come to you too when they're having a bad day. Because that's probably like the one thing that we can have in common. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, discounting still affects us even into exactly. adulthood, right? We exactly. see stuff on our feet. Yeah. And I can't constantly tell her like you know we feel the same you, just yeah. the way you feel it I feel it too um, and just last night we were talking about cleansing our feed mm. where if any post kind of ignites that negative response in yeah. you, you you don't have to interact with right. it you can unfollow you can you know only follow or look at content that is pleasing to yeah. you and yeah. your eye in fact um, Instagram just is coming up with a new feature where if they see a user looking at only negative content mm. their explore section will be bombarded with positive Ah, um, uh, images and content that's scary how they can do that yeah they can see so you think that only when you press on the like button Mm. that it's recorded but even when you stop at an image for more than five seconds or whatever exactly they can they can track everything so (laughs) exactly so these are conversations are very important to have Mm. Um, restricting it completely and saying no social media no this no that I tried it right the resentment it builds and because because you don't give them logic yeah. and because you you don't give them the authority, it builds a lot of resentment and our relationship degraded quite a bit. So, right from exactly. there. Yeah, yeah. So did your daughter try to reason with you about why she wanted to be on, um, mm-hmm. you know, social media in the beginning? Yeah, mm-hmm. especially at the... Uh, we had to decide as parents, me and my husband also had to be on the same page. Mm. So that's super important because initially we were not on the same page. Yeah. Like my rules and thinking were very different to his rules and thinking. And we said, wait a minute, before we talk to the kids, we both need to get on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because otherwise they see that conflict and they use it to their advantage. Right, right? that's true. Um, I remember you mentioning that your husband is not so mm-hmm. on board of, exactly. of the whole social yeah. media thing. So yeah. we had to find common ground. Mm. And his reasons are valid. His right. concerns are valid as well. Um, and so are mine. So we had to kind of find a common ground and it was interesting that when we approached the children especially at what age do they begin because I have all three different ages right yeah at what age do they start how do they start how much do they start which platform do they start on so all of those conversations have to happen in a very open mind Mm. Um, and then you see how it goes from there and each child is very different there is no one rule that works for all so one rule that works for my 15 year old did not work for my 13 year old and Mm. my 8 year old is even worse oh my god So it's like, you know, they all want to start earlier and bigger and better. So each child has to be tailored. Um, When you read books and stuff, there's this one category, one, you know, rule fits all. That is not possible. Some children struggle with anxiety a lot more than Mm. others. So you have to monitor them differently. Um, Some children need a lot of handholding, counseling, you know, therapists and stuff. So it's 
it's it has to be tailored to each child. Right, right. So your daughter now she's on both Instagram and mm-hmm. TikTok. Yes. How it, obviously she's enjoying it because mm-hmm. you know because all her friends are on yes. it, right? Yeah. How does she? Um, has she ever spoken to you about any cyberbullying mm-hmm. uh, incidents? Or, of course, you know? yeah. There, it's it's very real. Um, and also this whole concept of FOMO, right? Oh, yeah, Friends yeah. are going out and they're posting pictures, but why wasn't I? Why yes, wasn't I invited? That's the worst. I still feel like that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my bill that's age. the thing. When we were in school, what happened in school? When you came home, it's st- like you yeah. know you were home, but now you come home, all of that comes home with you. True. Um, so she has she has bad days, of course. Mm. Um. And also the time spent, like TikTok. If uh, if you've tried it, it's time consuming. It is so addictive. <laughs> yes. I I I haven't gotten into the habit of opening TikTok and yeah. scrolling on it. I only open it up when somebody sends me something uh-huh. funny, and I have to open it. But I don't start scrolling because I do enough yeah. of that on it's Instagram. It's a black hole. When I do that on TikTok, uh-huh. that is over for me. Exactly. I'm not even gonna. But, start. but imagine not only looking at content, but even filming content. Right. It's, it's time consuming. Yes. 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 You try to do that one 10 second video. It Gosh. takes hours. Um. So that's what we talk about time management, mm. right? So we say you, if you've done A, B, C, then you have time or else, you know, y- you will suffer by not doing your homework on yeah. time or not sleeping on time. The next day you feel like crap. Right. So we have very consequence driven conversations. Yes, you can be on TikTok, but then if you've not got your project done, then mm. this, these are the consequences. Yeah. Um, so at that age, there are real consequences, right? So even without you giving them a quote unquote punishment, right. the consequences, they will have to face the next yes. day in school by their teachers their grades Homework so it's that, yeah. yeah it's very real mm. um and the the fact that um they want to be good students that's that innate you know yeah d- it's built into them yes. uh, they care about their grades they want to be good students so you just play on that mm. as a parent um and i feel that has worked for me a lot more than superficial punishments like grounding them or whatever right. um and if they're responsible, like I think, my, again, each child is different. My first one's very responsible. My second one, he doesn't care about what <laughs> grades he gets. So I have to find different incentives for mm. him. He loves food. So okay. I, I use that. Like, you know, we'll go to on a weekend to his favorite restaurant right. and I'll use that as an incentive. Mm. So I think incentive-driven um, solutions are, work better than like detrimental punishments. Yeah. Um, the resentment that builds is very hard to come back from. So your 13-year-old is also on social media or is he? Um, just no. playing around yeah. with okay. for him it's gaming right mm, okay. um, and I've seen my sibling go through gaming addiction so I know the mm. signs I know what to look out for and w- even if I see the slightest you know inclination to that right. I, I jump on it and I try to fix it is it also because his friends are on it yeah so ah. all of them play together yes. right um, and every birthday party now there's no interaction they all just sit on the table and play oh my gosh on their phones yes. <laughs> yes it's like a whole it's like watching a esports match exactly um, <laughs> all of them on his 13th birthday, we invited friends over and they all came with these very weird looking gadgets and oh, headsets goodness. and CPUs and, and no one had a conversation. They just sat on the dining table, all of them, and they were like screaming and shouting and gaming. Yes, every once in a while you hear yeah, a pipe up. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh. And I was like, guys, do yeah. you need cake? Do you yeah. need food? Like, sh- shall we sing happy birthday? And they looked like I was an alien because that's not why they were there for. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Oh my goodness. Kids these days. I would man. categorize that as social media as well because it's yes, interactive again they're all playing yeah. together and things like and that there are, and there are some of these games that they can actually chat within the mm-hmm. game as well so yeah. you know that's how they talk to each other and there are kids other. from all over playing yeah that's yeah. true oh my gosh I remember my brother is like we have a huge age gap so he's a true 
through like um, Generation Z kid, uh-huh. whereas I'm still a millennial. So he grew up with all this gaming and stuff, right? And he eventually developed like a weird British slash American <laughs> <laughs> accent <laughs> because of the fact he was of watching course. so much of these like gaming videos uh-huh. and then talking to other kids from all over the world as well, which is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. He, he's just true Bruce Singaporean, but he's, <laughs> he speaks, uh, you know, with a very funny American accent. Yeah, so I guess another point to this, um, you know, creating content and mm-hmm. all that, the, the, the encouragement or the drive to do it is probably because of the positive reinforcement you get from it after that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you post it and then you get like exactly. all this praise and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is your daughter going through that? So like they say, right, it's a hit of dopamine every time mm, you get exactly. that one like and yes. one, and we face it too yeah. with our, and that's why Instagram's talking about not talking about likes or not mm. showing how many likes and stuff. Um, so that validation is there, but it's addictive and it's not the right kind of validation. Yeah, yeah. So we do talk about that. And if you see the new generation, uh, their Instagram feeds are very different. Mm. They they archive everything on the feed, if you've noticed. Okay. So there will be a post, um, they will look at the likes and stuff that they get and yes. then it's archived so they don't see it on the feed so on the feed there are very few posts oh. and they rely on stories ah, um, okay. and that's where they get their 24 hour hit and then they um, right. disappear as in is this something that your daughter does yes so I've and ah. I found that very unusual so I looked at all of her friends Instagram accounts and, and that's the what they do so the feed looks very empty <laughs> because once they post it they get that hit of dopamine and then they archive it so you, it's not hiding, visible are they hiding from their parents no so that's <laughs> another thing right they have Finstagram yeah which yeah, is fake Instagram. Yes, yes. <laughs> this I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so no, I have my own ways of going and checking. But yeah, a lot of the teens and a lot of the kids have Finstagrams. Yeah. They're fake Instagram accounts just to show their parents that have a very, you know, mm-hmm. um, nice goodie two-shoes right. account. And then they have the other stuff. Uh, but no, that's just a habit where they, uh, uh, where I was talking about dopamine hit and then they archive it. Mm-hmm. And then they rely on stories. And things like disappearing content is, is very in with them, like Snapchat. Yes. Um, and, and the story section the live section where they get their hit and then it's gone like Ah. they don't have to look at it again okay okay so that's very different from when you compare to millennials versus gen z Mm -hmm. yeah so interesting (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i mean the only i remember snapchat i don't use it anymore Mm -hmm. i actually don't know who else does like (laughs) uh, in in my age group but um yeah the disappearing content was definitely a big thing you know because that's why instagram jumped on the bandwagon Uh, and now facebook is doing stories as well yes Mm -hmm. yes yeah and youtube's doing it as well Uh, linkedin everybody (laughs) everybody's doing stories yeah whatsapp whatsapp has a status exactly Yes. Uh, honestly, I don't know what it's for. This I don't disappearing <laughs> content yeah. has become something that people are really getting into. Yeah, I guess it's more. But even then, like you know, even on Instagram stories, it has become so curated mm-hmm. because you can post after of the course, fact, right? Of course, you can uh, plan out because that, that's what usually why I do. Mm-hmm. I don't post in real time, exactly. also because you know for privacy and um. And you want to enjoy reasons. the moment. Yeah, right? true, exactly. And then mm-hmm. after that, at the end of the day, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I did. Today. Exactly. I, I do the same because I enjoy the moment at that time mm. and then I sit back and relax and that's my kind of unwinding time. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, th- th- let's talk about how you go about finding your kids' uh, Finstagrams. <laughs> <laughs> how, 
Yeah. That's very, very interesting. I know a lot of uh, moms whose kids are, you know, getting up there, you know, like 11, 12, and you think they're not on it. Yeah. Then they have a secret one yeah. with some, like, you know, random email that you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have guessed or exactly. something, right? How, I, I don't know if your daughter's going to hear this and then go like, <laughs> oh my God, Father, why did you tell anybody that? And they have this thing called meme accounts where oh. they, they just, you know, post, post memes. memes and, and what they think of memes and oh. their, their idea behind it. And so there's a lot of, hidden content right. um, that these Gen Z is, you know, working towards. Yeah. And um, I don't know if th- that's kind of my gray area where I sometimes lose sleep over. Mm, mm. Um, you can control what you see, but what about the stuff you can't see? What yeah. about the dangers they're getting into what they can't see? Um, and the other thing about Instagram is a lot of the kids now make friends through Instagram as mm, well. Yeah. Um, so when my daughter interacts with kids from other schools, I always ask her, like, how did you meet her? And yeah. she'd just shrug her shoulders and say Instagram. Right. Um and so I've all, I have this rule now that yes, you can meet friends over Instagram because it's friends, friends, friends. Correct. That's how, right. Yes. But the first meeting you would have is at home. Yeah. Um, so I've I've kept a very open door policy, okay. which my husband's not very happy about because weekends <laughs> are chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Like there are kids all over the house ah. and everyone's ordering Deliveroo. And but I've, honestly, at least it's happening in front of your eyes. Exactly. You know, that's not my somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. So I've always said, if you meet a friend on Instagram, the first meeting has to happen at home. Mm. I promise I'll leave you alone. I'm not gonna, you know, be yeah. around. Like, like yeah. but I want that meeting to happen here yeah. and then you can go for a movie or go shopping or whatever okay. um, so that has that helped first, that first line of approval exactly is, yeah. with you yeah. um, and, uh, and you have to be very flexible with people coming over mm. I know some mums are very OCD right. your house will be a mess yeah. your fridge is going to di- get destructed because the amount of times you'll open it and <laughs> stuff um, and your delivery account will be yeah. excessively used but those that's the price you pay for mm. I, I'd rather have them at my having place having a bit of peace of mind yeah. I guess Yeah, just seeing mm-hmm. it all unfold right in front of you exactly. rather than you know hearing about it after mm-hmm. or somebody else telling you yeah. do you know what your kid yeah. did it's funny you, even, even when, when I hire a helper I say our uh-huh. weekends are crazy that's that's okay. the first thing yeah. I tell her. Yeah. There are kids all over the house. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So, your do- your youngest, your youngest, let's talk about that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he, right? She. She. So, mm-hmm. you have a daughter, son, son and daughter. daughter. Okay. Yeah. So, your youngest daughter, does she feel formal seeing like her elder siblings on all these gadgets and stuff? What What is her exposure to... So at that age, at eight, um, there's this whole other content piece that's coming out, which is unboxing of toys. Oh my goodness, let's (laughs) talk about it. The kids who are like the top content creators on YouTube and earning God knows how many millions a a year, a month. All just by unboxing. Unboxing, yes. It's insane. So the other day... (laughs) <laughs> my daughter, so she, oh my god, this I'm exposing everything about my terrible parenting, um, you know, decisions. But we've she's, all been there. I, she's only two, two plus, but um, she gets supervised uh, screen time either uh-huh. with, with me, my husband, or my helper, and mm-hmm. she watches, you know, the typical stuff: Coco Melon, Super uh-huh. Jojo, uh, and then sometimes she gets into a black hole of all these, um, what's this, uh, live action mm-hmm. videos by you know kids uh, yeah. playing their toys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I just cannot wrap my head around how some of these videos hit like <laughs> 20 million, 40 million views. Yeah. It's literally just mm-hmm. like maybe a bus, like a toy bus. And then after that, like showing how it's being played exactly. or like a toy ice cream truck or something. Exactly. And I'm just like, the kids are really opening this and watching. Mm-hmm. And it's like ongoing, right? Yeah. And after they go, and then the suggested is like even more. Exactly. This kind of exactly. <laughs> so yeah. it's really just this prime like group of kids who are just clicking and clicking mm-hmm. and clicking. They probably don't even know what they're watching but uh-huh. they're so 
absorbed completely absorbed yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 intriguing to watch and also scary right. um what are you getting from that <laughs> like i i'm really curious like what are you getting from that and then the uh, one is unboxing and the other one is surprise toys have you seen ah, those yes. where it doesn't tell you what it is until right. you unbox it yeah, yeah, yeah. um so there's no so that that surprise notion also mm. really um, works with them and then toys r us also has really jumped on it and all those things are available so the kids constantly know exactly what they want ah, at that age when i was 8 yes. i didn't know what i wanted yeah, yeah. but they know because they see all of this They've content they've seen it before yeah. yeah and then they can put it on the wish list and then start exactly. telling you like for christmas this yeah. what i yeah. want yeah yeah it's it's scary but for them that's the scre- social media that i think mm. will will because these kids youtube kid influencers yes. are going to grow up and yeah. then get onto the other platforms and that's how your younger ones will get onto those platforms as well right. um so yeah it, it has to be heavily supervised Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but no one's watching Barney anymore. No. <laughs> no, goodness. Nobody's watching like cable TV and all the yes. kids channels anymore. Everything yeah. is on. Just yesterday I was going on um Netflix and mm-hmm. then have you heard of Masha and the Bear? Which no. is this really cute show. I think it originated in Russia, but they do it mm-hmm. in all the languages now it's oh, amazing I must look it up yeah so it's on YouTube and they're like full episodes like 20 minutes 30 minutes mm-hmm. so they're proper like TV, like uh, actual cartoon TV shows right mm-hmm. and now they're going on Netflix which uh-huh. is amazing wow I feel, yeah I mean it's great <laughs> it's great for them I guess <laughs> and then maybe maybe if we want to you know put our kids away from YouTube and then move them mm-hmm. to a different form of media I guess it's better if you are you know right in front of the TV because it's it's different when you are watching from the TV and watching from the iPad or of the course phone, yeah. you know because they have so much control they know how to click mm-hmm. they know how to tap they of know course. how to scroll yeah. and even pause. for the eyes like physically you yeah. know it's yeah it's nearer it's much smaller nearer, yeah. yeah you know whereas on the More TV damaging. yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> so your daughter is watching a lot of these unboxing videos. Um if she's watching that's what she's watching. Okay. Not, not a lot because I I really try to control mm. it. Um one common theme that I see in all of this. So when I talk about my 8-year-old's unboxing, my 13-year-old's gaming and my 15-year-old's social media time, mm-hmm. um one thing that I feel like that works across all pl- platforms is a parent spending time with the child mm-hmm. is is what has worked for me. Ah. It's not the easiest solution, right. but me saying don't don't be on your screen. Yeah. period versus don't be on your screen but let's do this ah. that's what works yes yes um a I, distraction sort yeah. of and or something like, that uh, you are involved in yeah, yeah, i, I yeah. feel like um i tried every other method but this works and yes it's a lot of you know time consuming yes. a lot of patience and we all have multiple jobs mm-hmm. and stuff so it's difficult yeah. but that has the that's the only thing that i feel like i've cracked it right right um so we we do a lot of things that you have to go down to their level mm-hmm. you have to do the things they like yeah, yeah. um like my husband would say on weekends he'd tell my son oh let's go for a run mm. and he'd be like no that's not what i want to do you know <laughs> <laughs> and my husband was like why doesn't he want to spend time with me i'm like you that's cannot find an activity that you want to do you yes. find an activity that they like to do yeah. um so that has really opened the communication channels that mm. that we've spent time together um so giving them an alternative that is equally interesting right. is the only way to kind of get them away from it a bit yes. but it is not the easy solution yeah, it yeah, really yeah. isn't i i really um wish i had like an easy solution that that's what has worked but the only thing that seems to have worked is spending quality, quality time, time yeah. and doing what they like to mm. do and each child will like something different right right um so i have like time 
slotted. Like my my fifteen year old is a night person, so I spend two hours at night with mm. her. My son is a morning person, so I wake up early to spend time with him and do okay. something with him. So it, it stretches you. It really stretches you, which is sometimes I wonder what you know what was I thinking having three kids? <laughs> but but that seems to be working. That yeah. seems to um, I feel like I have a more open communication channel with them now, mm. um, and also to spending time and giving them an alternative. And the second one is being vulnerable with them. Yeah. Talking about the mistakes you made, talking about the low days you have as mm-hmm. well. Um, you're not perfect. You're going through it just as much as they are. Yeah. Um, Especially I, I, since your your daughter is older, I guess mm-hmm. you can have such you know adult conversations exactly. with her. It must yeah. be nice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and keeping the option of having a counselor or you know a life coach or something open because that again has been so taboo mm. um, that breaking that ground, a, a mom may not be able to communicate or may not be everything to their child. So having that support of a counselor or a therapist really helps as well. Right. Um, so I encourage my ch- kids to see the school counselor when mm. they're what they want, and um, you know they, they have to feel free to come and tell me that. I need to talk to someone. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you, but I want to talk to someone. Yeah, yeah. Because so it's, sometimes it's weird, like for them to, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, convey everything to a parent. Yeah. It's it's uh, it makes a lot more sense to mm-hmm. talk to somebody else. Yes, <laughs> who's exa- not involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I've said I've said that many times to them, and they know that by mm. now. If you need to talk to someone, not me. Just let me know, and I'll arrange it. Okay. And I'm not going to find out yeah. or whatever. There, there's privacy. There's Correct. it's a safe space. Yeah. You have to keep, be very open about such things. It's very easy to feel a bit like I I felt a bit of offended the first time yeah. you know I took it personally well, you don't want you to don't talk to me, me. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, and I, wonder, who gave <laughs> and I wonder what is going on. Like the curiosity, of your course. your mum, you know, kind of yeah. takes over, right? Yeah. You're like, oh my god, is she okay? Is she yes. going through something big? Mm. But you have to learn how to let go and say, I've brought her up well. She knows what to do, right. and reassure her and say, whatever you do, I'll be here for you. And if you want someone else to talk to, that's open too. Yeah, yeah. I um, remember somebody saying, like, you know, you have to accept the fact that the more your kids grow older, it's just a fact of life that they're gonna mm-hmm. get further away from you. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personally. Exactly. It's just, just, it's just the way things are. But it hurts the first few times. Uh, I'm sure, yeah. But then, like, you have to, you have to look back on your own childhood and then remember, like, you definitely yeah. don't want to tell of every course. single thing to your own parents, right? So, yeah. just remembering that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting, goodness. Um, I definitely didn't have the option of a counselor back in. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know whether it's like a local school thing. <laughs> no, I don't remember either. It was not right. a thing when we. You know, we when we had physical stuff, we would go to a doctor. Yeah, but true. we had mental issues. I don't think any of us had that option when we were younger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot more taboo. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, if if somebody, you know, says um, you 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 have like you know a lot going on in your mind or whatever, either just sleep, mm-hmm. pray on it, <laughs> or you know, you feel better tomorrow. Yeah, you feel better tomorrow. <laughs> let's let's wait and see how yeah. it goes. Yeah. So it's it's really nice that. Are, these options are more mm-hmm. uh, available for yeah. the kids nowadays. And given, yeah. um, you know, we, we talked earlier about filters, right? Mm. Everything is filtered, everything's picture perfect. Yeah. Um, that puts a lot of pressure on the kids. Um, my daughter said, I need to go see a dermatologist. And I said, you have beautiful skin. Right. And she's like, no. And and, she sh- and and I think because she's comparing her skin to filters, mm-hmm. which is poreless and perfect yes. and you know, so uh, unrealistic. Yeah, let's start there. Exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, and we had this conversation for months where she wow. insisted on seeing a dermatologist, really? and, and and I kept 
telling her you're so beautiful you know you've got beautiful features beautiful yeah. skin yes it's real it's got mm-hmm, pores mm-hmm. but you know it, that's reality um but just to calm her nerves down I, i you know i took her to a dermatologist and i i didn't say anything i just sat back and watched the conversation happen and i saw the doctor looking at her saying but what's wrong? What, what is i i don't what is wrong yeah, yeah. and i was like itching to say something mm-hmm. but i kept quiet the entire time and then he showed her um a chart where real acne and real problems and he's like this is what real problems yeah. look like yeah. not what you have yes. but yes i understand that you know you feel insecure so mm. i'll give you some you know things to kind of okay. uh, healthy habits right. like sleeping well and Drinking so he, water he walked stuff, he yeah. walked her through mm-hmm. this process yeah. um but i had to do that to kind of show her that you are normal right yes. it's not you don't have problem skin that's just normal real skin yeah. so pressures like that we didn't have right mm-hmm. when we were growing up so maybe that's why the you know the need for extra help for mental growth and uh, sanity was not needed but they have a lot of extra pressures that we didn't grow up with right. um and also you know achievements are you know highlighted on instagram yes. and someone did so well and you know they're traveling and they're eating the amazing food mm-hmm. and they have amazing friends and yeah. but my life sucks uh-huh. we didn't have that right yep, so that yep, yep. pressure is really difficult and it's very real yeah. um initially i was like oh you know whatever it's not it, they'll get over it but yeah. no addressing it talking about it if it's if it's real to them it has to be important to you and it's ongoing also i think if you yeah. don't if you don't nip it in the bud mm-hmm. it's just going to be something that's like nagging in the exactly. back of their minds all the yeah. time every time they see somebody who has more likes than them mm-hmm. or more followers than them or prettier you know yeah, yeah I, i really feel for them they yeah. they're going through a lot that we didn't have to Uh, deal with right right i i did have some of that like in my later teens towards my mm-hmm. 20s right and even though it, it took a lot for me to be comfortable in my own skin and then realize that you know i shouldn't be feeling this animosity towards other people who do, first of all don't even know who i am mm-hmm. second of all letting them like you know take over my thoughts and all that just because of the fact that i have so much envy and you know things like that and back then when i was like in my early 20s especially i saw people moving on and uh, getting engaged mm-hmm. getting Mm-hmm. married and I'm like oh, exactly that could be me why is it not yet you know that kind uh-huh. of thing and it's so there's so much like societal pressure but yeah. at the same time it's a lot of stuff that we just impose on ourselves of course people just want to be happy and post about you know whatever they want mm-hmm. and we shouldn't vilify them yeah. for yeah. it i guess um and it's just it's our approach and our perspective yeah. also and it's an inside job right yeah. like you need to be happy with yourself by yourself That's true. and not let external influences um kind of get to you and if you teach that at a young age to the kids right now mm. instead of saying don't go there yeah. when they grow up and they they will still face it and they'll be better equipped to handle it yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. i'm very against you know a no no approach mm-hmm. because it's like an ostrich putting his head in the sand and saying it doesn't exist yeah. but it does yeah. and you have to equip them that's true yeah 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 so how do you navigate the amount of screen time your kids have mm-hmm. right so now? that's really important so yeah. um we have specifics so we have we have a few ground rules like we try to have dinner at the table every night mm. with zero device devices yeah. with us and um and that's sometimes hard even for the adults like yeah. my my husband's like I have a call and I'm yeah. like no we we need to so that's another thing yes. we need to behave the way we want them yeah, to yeah, behave yeah. as well so dinner table conversation is like even yesterday we were talking about why squid 
games is so popular mm. and we have like really interesting conversations and you have to put in that effort as a parent yeah. sometimes you're so tired by the time dinner arrives but right. you know you're like no you have to make it such an engaging experience that yeah. they don't want to look at their phone yeah, 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 um so you you put you put a lot of pressure on yourself but i feel like having such rules so no devices on the dinner table um in the morning when they're getting ready to school i kind of find out that they're they're listening to uh, you know netflix on the mm. background or gaming and i said no no devices in the morning yeah. i don't like it as soon as you wake up that's what you see yes. so such rules really help so no devices in the morning no devices at the dinner table and you have to follow that as well like right. i can't say no to them and then i listen to exactly. something in the morning exactly yeah. um and then also uh, as soon as they come back from school they're so exhausted i mm. feel like they need an hour of just mind numbing yes. screen time so we do one hour after school yeah. and then um then it's homework time and stuff and then also one hour in the evening mm. uh, when it's downtime like right. they just have their own time yeah. um and they they have a lot of other school stuff going on anyway mm. so they have they're busy they're, busy. they're booked and busy exactly <laughs> they they like they got classes they got stuff going yeah. on um so weekdays is regulated by that anyways mm-hmm. weekends is when i find challenging weekends is like you know i need to kind of say okay it's been enough time now yeah. um and then my husband has all of these apps and devices where you, he can control yeah, time yeah. on each app and stuff right. so and that just automatically helped. like you know yeah. like either the wifi turns off mm-hmm. or you know they get yeah. disconnected so that helps and then mm. oh, those d- apps also give you statistics and mm. then you show that statistic to the child right. and say look do you think this is healthy do you think 5 hours or 4 hours three, what do you think is healthy yeah. so when we set the time screen times we ask them to give us a number mm. instead of us imposing that so we said 1 hour and they're like no you know dad that's a little too less yeah. and then we said okay 1.52 so it's like a negotiation yeah, yeah. Um, and is there part of yes, the decision making exactly yeah. being part of that conversation and then if they go over time we just literally show them the statistic that comes up on our phone and say look mm. do you think this is healthy do you think you know your eyes uh, will get tired mm. do you think it's good for you do you think you got enough sleep so it's a, again open dialogue open discussion yeah. um and if they're part of the decision they respect it more right yeah, yeah. i need to take in some of these tips for myself <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. been avoiding that like uh you know Instagram has that uh tracker for your yes. screen time right yes. oh my god and the usage I'm just like <laughs> I know I use it a lot I really Same should here. look yeah. at it so and the I fact can... that we work with it right yeah. so yeah exactly yeah it, and it's so easy to cross that boundary of mm-hmm. like posting for work of and after that oh I wonder what this person is exactly. doing exactly oh that's interesting and after uh-huh. you oh my god it's a <laughs> rabbit hole you start going into this person's yes. account and then this person's account you start mm-hmm. shopping and things mm-hmm. like that yeah. that's another thing that teens are doing right they're shopping on on instagram right. as well so mm. a lot of the things that she buys um i she asked me to do pela so mm. i know exactly what she's buying yes. that's why i've not given her that authority so yeah like clothes shoes everything is on instagram you see somebody wearing and you're like oh my god I you want can that. tap it and buy it yes exactly that's the, the how instant is that yeah. right the, yeah. the instant gratification mm. is just next level true yeah i definitely when instagram shop came out like, nobody is going to use <laughs> this and then here i am you know yeah. go following all these brands and then uh-huh. like but it's an easy i guess for the consumer it is like you know a lot more convenient of course. yeah but we can say that as adults you know we have we have limitations mm-hmm. we have boundaries but then for kids as a child yeah yeah and all of this and then also you know there modified things like so a converse shoe that's modified ah. into something else and a modified into something else and it just like you know you can just go shopping with people who are not a proper brand right. so you have to be very careful of that too true true um, because you're very shady sellers yes, online and yeah. stuff so yeah it's a whole pandora's box yeah. that you open oh mm-hmm. my god I'm telling you I am really really like 
dreading the day that my daughter <laughs> is old enough to start being aware of all these uh-huh. things because by the time she grows up there'll be completely different things exactly. out there who even, who knows <laughs> what's coming right yeah. yeah that's what they say even the jobs our kids will have yeah. do not exist today yes so the best thing you can do is is equip them with the EQ, right? right. The, the best emotional quotient and happiness and other things, mental mm. capacity, yeah. and not a skill set because yes, the yes. skill set they learn today will not be existent tomorrow. That's true. So. Yeah, I guess fulfill them in all those other mm-hmm. emotional yeah. uh, ways, and they will excel in wherever they mm. go because that they've got that strong foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a commitment. It's patience. It's time. <laughs> it's hard work. There is no easy way out. Right. I, w- I was gonna say like you know your kids are older. You probably have it easy now, but goodness. Oh my god there's so much definitely yeah. not it's mm-hmm. a whole other set of mm-hmm. issues and you know yeah. navigating all these crazy and I, I literally have sleepless nights sometimes thinking have you di- was it the right decision today mm. that I made with her did I say the right thing did I not say much did, you know so we're all human we make we have good days and bad days it's not smooth sailing but if your intention is right and your child and your children know you want the best for them yeah. Um, and yeah they, they trust you and I feel like if you have the right intention there's no way anyone can take you the wrong way right right Okay, and on that note, I guess mm-hmm. uh, we talk about this until the cows come home. Yes. Uh, we still wouldn't have a, a solution, but mm-hmm. we do have some, you know, good tips uh, from Sabina. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for having me today. I think it's no a problem. very a topic that a lot of mums talk about. Yeah, and that's another thing: mums having a support group. I think yes. it's beautiful. The community motherhood builds exactly. Um, and I've leaned on so many mums, and so many mums have leaned on me. And I think that that community, ongoing communication, and yeah. ongoing support, yeah. really helps a lot. And Sassy Mama has created that. As yeah, well, right? Yeah, I mean, um, we're modeling after you know um, profiles and and uh, these big um, motherhood accounts mm-hmm. that we looked to exactly. when we were mm-hmm. going through you know in the early yeah. throes of like newborn days yeah. and stuff. But like you that. have it down at community level, which mm. I feel is so relatable. Yeah, and uh, mums <laughs> really rely on that kind of yeah. information: where to go, what to do, exactly. which parks to go to. Right. You, you, the content that you guys churn out is amazing oh, and very thanks. supportive I love the positive energy yeah, I love the quotes that you post yeah. sometimes they've got the quirky they're funny right. sometimes you need a good laugh yeah, so yeah. amazing job on all of it's that a, it's a mixture of everything I guess like we don't just show the oh this is what motherhood looks mm-hmm. like when you have two beautiful kids and you are also uh, you know photogenic exactly. and you have, a, you have a great Instagram husband who takes photos of you all the time that doesn't happen by the way exactly. unless you ask and uh, and give specific instructions exactly put the phone lower please use portrait mode like the lighting has to be on my face uh-huh. you know what I mean? exactly but yeah other than that you, you there are so many real stories of women who are struggling or going through mm-hmm. things that you don't know about so we want to highlight every single aspect of motherhood mm-hmm. not just the the pretty stuff but the of very course. hard stuff as mm-hmm. well and uh, you know we're really big on celebrating all these um, awareness days and not just like during the awareness days or months but throughout the whole year as well reminding people like you know people have kids with different needs mm-hmm. and um, there are mothers out here who are struggling with their own personal issues mm-hmm. or their own ailments and um, yep. their own mental health issues yep. and things like that so and just normalizing exactly. everything and not making anything mm-hmm. taboo and yeah. And uh, two major things I think every mom is already modeling is empathy and kindness. Yeah. I think if you have those two in your DNA, right. you're good to go. Exactly. Because it can get so negative mm-hmm. and judgy. Yes. So we really want to uh, like um, 
emulate that the whole em- the em- empathetic side of it and of uh, you know try to tell all our moms that you know you're doing a good job mm-hmm. you should give yourself a pat yeah. on the back <laughs> thank you for having me today I really no enjoyed problem. this conversation yeah, thank you so thanks much thanks so much um, well, we wish you all the best on your kids uh, navigating TikTok and Instagram <laughs> and ourselves too like exactly. you know good luck to us as yes. well <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more important yes. yeah. yeah so thank you so much Sabina it was wonderful um, thank you we hope you take have some great takeaways from this episode um, Instagram and social media is a never ending mm-hmm. you know road for every single one of us uh, so this has been Sassy Mama Unfiltered bye thank you bye guys <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback or suggestions, do drop us an email at sassy at sassymamasg.com or find us on social media. We are Sassy Mama Singapore on Facebook and Sassy Mama SG on Instagram. This has been Sassy Mama Unfiltered. Sassy Mama Unfiltered.